you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, everybody. That time has arrived. Welcome aboard to our Tuesday, November 21st, 2023 broadcast. It's a real honor to bring back our friend, Dr. Philip Morris. Brother Morris, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me back. And I want to apologize to you and all the listeners for being off for so long. You know, I just, I, I don't know where to say it's because I was so busy or just because sometimes I get lazy. <laughs> well, brother, I think actually uh, more of the blame on my end because, uh, I dropped the ball. I was supposed to contact you a few months ago, and uh, I'm uh, slow as molasses sometimes when it comes to scheduling. So uh, all is good to have you back today. And uh, well, I'm excited. Yeah, we're giving Thanksgiving. We got Brother Morris back on, and uh, praise the Lord. You want to open us up in prayer, my friend? Yes, sirree. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you've given me, Lord. And, and Lord, <clears throat> I ask that you would minister to the people today. That, Lord, your Holy Spirit, I know there's no time or distance in the space realm, in, in the spirit realm. And, and so, Lord, I know that uh, as we speak today, it's going out around the world. And so, Lord, I ask that you touch a life today. Touch those lives and, and open them up, Father God. And get them set free. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us the authority over the devil and all his demons. And we want to use that authority today to set the captives free, Lord. So we just bless you, Lord, and we thank you. And I ask, Father, that you just continue to bless Brother Shannon and this program. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother Morris, before you bring today's message, for those that may be tuning in for the first time, have not heard you before, Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where they can find you on the web. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have been pastoring Restoration Church in Highlands, Texas for over 31 years. I started that in 1992. Uh, I've been doing deliverance ministry for over 41 years. I cast my first demon out of someone in 1982. And... Uh, so, you know, been around the world with this ministry, and, and uh, I thank God because it's just blessed so many people, and, and it's all due to the Holy Spirit. It's his, it's his ministry, and I'm just his servant. And so, but uh, we're here in Highlands, Texas, and uh, just on the east side of Houston. And if you're in the Houston area, in Texas area, we're in highlands at 1609 jones road in highlands you can call the church at 281-843-4000 281-843-4000 my web page is dr philip morris that's dr philip with two l's morris at comcast dot no 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 i'm sorry drphilipmorse.org is the webpage and my email address is uh, drpmorse at 
comcast.net. There are several ways you can get a hold of us. And and uh, if you're in the area around here, we're welcome to come out to church. We have church at 1030 on Sunday mornings, 7 o'clock Wednesday nights. And then on the third Friday of every month, we have a deliverance service at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> Fantastic. We'll give that out again later. Uh, Brother Morris, we've got the next hour together, and the mic is yours. Take it away. Okay, praise the Lord. Well, uh, like I said, it's been a long time since I've been on here, and this message today uh, is its really a, a basic message, but I, I felt like maybe there might be some people that just tuning in don't know much about deliverance and everything, and so I just wanted to bring this out, and I, I've I ministered this at the church, and, and a lot of people got helped with it. But anyway, let's just go with it. I'm going to lay some groundwork with it first here. <clears throat> you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we want you to look at it. He said, I am the truth. And then in John, the eighth chapter, he spoke his words, and he said, uh, uh, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so, you know, of course, the the Pharisees complained about that, saying, oh, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage, you know. And, and he said, well, Jesus said to him, I tell you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So I want you to understand, just laying some groundwork here, that Jesus Christ is the truth. And he said, if we hold to his word, we stay in his word, we, we live our life according to his word, we'll know the truth, and the truth will make us free. He will set us free. And when he does, we are free indeed. Amen. So so going back to just some very basic stuff, Genesis one we're made in the image of God. You know, Jesus said, "Let or God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let him have dominion. And so that's when he said, let us, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God was speaking and the Holy Spirit was hovering over and, uh, and, and Jesus was the word that, that became flesh. And so whenever we look at the fact that we're made in God's image, we have to understand that God has three parts. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's a three-part being. One of the strongest oppositions that I get from people about deliverance is the fact that they'll say, well, bless God, I can't have a demon in me. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God and a demon is not going to live in the same place. And I say, well... You're right in the sense that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We know that 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Corinthians 6 both says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so, but I said, you have to understand we're made in the image of God. And God is three parts, and so we're three parts. We're spirit, soul, and body. We have, we are a spirit, we possess a soul. And we live in a body. And so, and then I say, well, and so God is three parts. We are three parts. 
And the temple was three parts. And so if you understand the construction of the temple, you'll have a better understanding of how this could happen. And so when I talk about, you know, when Jesus walked into the temple and, and he was upset there in Luke 19, he went in and kicking over tables, running people out with a whip. And I, I asked people all the time, I said, when Jesus was walking down the street, was that God's house? You know, that was the temple God's house. They say, yeah. I said, was God in the house? Yeah, he was, you know, and he's in there on the mercy seat, you know, and I said, okay, well, then when Jesus walked in, he was kicking over tables, running people out with a whip, and he said, you've made my father's house a den of thieves, and now, we all know stealing's not right, you know, do not steal, and so, thieves there's some evil in the temple and i said so there's evil in the temple while god's in the temple and they just kind of look at me you know and their their jaw drops open and they kind of thinking for a while you know and i said you've got to understand the temple the construction of the temple the outer court the 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 outer wall that surrounded everything they had and then there was a court in that court it was it's called the outer court sometimes described as the Gentile court. So anybody could go into the outer court. But then they had a building. The building had two parts to it. The first part was called the inner court. And and what that was, was where only the priests, the Levites, could go into the, the inner court. And so uh, that was, the, they were the spiritual beings of Israel. They was the spiritual leaders. And so they could go into the inner court. And then the Holy of Holies was the back part. That's where the mercy seat was set upon the ark. And that's where God sat upon the mercy seat there. So God was in the temple in the Holy of Holies while there was some evil in the outer court that he had to run out. And so today... Our holy of holies is our spirit man. Our inner court is our soul man, our mind, will, and emotions. And we live, our outer court is our flesh, our body. This is what we live in. And so whenever I look at them, I, I, I say, you have to understand, you know, that there is three parts. And yes, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but there can be spiritual beings in your inner court and your flesh evil spiritual beings you know we know that the woman with the infirmity spirit of infirmity she was bent over all those years and couldn't straighten up it was in her flesh when the spirit of infirmity left her flesh she immediately straightened up and praised God and say, and then the, the epileptic boy that is having fits and everything that was in his mind. Whenever that left, he was okay. The man in the, the demoniac in the gatherings, you know, all he was doing after Jesus cast the legion of demons out of him, then he was dressed and in his right mind, there was no more spiritual evil in his soul man in his mind and so uh this is great i mean i just got a letter in the mail uh just yesterday in fact of a fellow that 
uh, that had come down to and and spent some time down here got him a room over here in the hotel and spent a week with us and we was coming in and out and and i ministered to him and and uh he was on psychiatric drugs and and uh i couldn't hold a job down and cause of his problems and had to live at home he couldn't keep an apartment and all this and everything else just got a letter back yesterday from them and and said that he has a job. He has his own place to live. He's no longer on any medication. And I said, praise God, hallelujah, dressed and in his right mind. Amen. And so that's what we're looking at. And so what I want you to understand about your spirit, man, though, in 1 John 3, 9, it says, whoever's been born of God does not sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because you've been born of God. And that scripture, to be real truthful with you, when I first got saved, when I was 27 years old, and uh, uh, I mean, I had all those years of sinning. I was real good at, at sin, okay? And when I first got saved, the church I was going to, they preached that if you sinned, you lost your salvation. So every Sunday, I went forward to get born again again, you know what I mean? Because I was having no problem sinning, and, you know, I hadn't gotten set free yet and didn't know about all this. And so uh, this it was this scripture right here just threw me in a fit. I said, I must not have God in me because I'm not having any problem sinning. But what this is talking about is that's our spirit man. Your spirit man cannot sin. That's where God sets upon the mercy seat. That's that your spirit man is clean. It's born again. If you've got Jesus in your life, your spirit man is clean. It's born again. It cannot sin because his seed remains in you, in there, in your spirit man, not in your flesh, not in your mind. Your mind, according to Romans 12, needs to be renewed. Okay, and your flesh needs to be crucified. Okay, so there's some things you do, but you cast demons out of your mind, your soul, man, and your flesh. Okay, and so what I'm trying to just lay some groundwork for you to let you understand just what we're talking about here. Uh, that's that's how a believer can have a demon. You know, they've got the spirit of God. But they also can have a demon in their soul, man, or their flesh, okay? But not in their and not in their spirit, man, because you know it's like once a year the the priest would go into the holy of holies on the day of atonement, you know, to sprinkle the blood on the altar. Well, he had to go through a purification process, him and then his clothing, before he went in there, because no evil could go into the presence of God. And so, I mean, if he touched any th unclean thing on the way to the temple, he had to go back home, do it all over again, and get clean again before he could go in there. So there's no evil in your spirit man, and your spirit man cannot sin. That's where the seed of God remains in you, okay? That's what it says in John, 1 John 2, that you have received an anointing from the Holy One. And that in 2.27 says, and the anointing abides in you, means it lives in you. It's there. It's not a jack-in-the-box. It's there, okay? So that's the anointing. Now, here I want you to look at this right here. In Ephesians 4, 27, 
it says, give no place to the devil. And it, it, before that, you know, it's talking about putting away lying and speaking the truth and uh, being angry. Do not sin. Don't let the sun go down in your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Okay. So he's saying, do these things and don't give place to the devil. Don't give the devil any place in your life at all. Now, when I looked up that word place, it's number 5117 in your concordance. It's topos. It means a spot, but it's limited by occupancy. In other words, Vine's Expository Dictionary says that it's a place which a person or thing occupies. So what he's saying here in Ephesians 4.27 is do not let the devil occupy any space in you. Any space. Don't give him any place. Okay? And so when we look at that, we give the devil a place in our life sometimes by our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Sometimes, you know, we, we... we have thoughts. A thought will come to us. Or we may see something that we like. You know, some people, they may see this real pretty woman and they begin to fantasize and their thoughts. and they're, Well, they're, they're already, they're, if they're a married man and they're fantasizing about another woman, they're committing adultery in their thoughts. Because Jesus said, if you lust after a woman, you've already committed adultery. See, so you've given place to the devil. So, I mean, you know, some of it might be, you know, here here in Texas, it might be a, a real nice pickup truck. Someone's lusting over, you know. <laughs> we like our pickup trucks in Texas. But, but you know, it's all, you know, it, it, we get to in our thoughts. Or we might get have some evil thoughts. We might get mad at somebody. You know, and the Bible says, do not sin in your anger. But, see, if we have thoughts, we may not do any action. But if we have thoughts that are evil towards that person, that that's sinning. And so we've given place to the devil in our thoughts or we began to work. A lot of times we get mad and we say words that hurt people and, and they're bad. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not good. And then of course our actions, if you're committing sin, you're opening the door wide open for devils to come into you. So do not give the devil any place in your life by your thoughts, words, or actions. Amen. So, and so here's here's what I want us to look at also. <coughs> Excuse me. It says in Luke the thirteenth chapter, you're talking about a believer could not have a demon. <coughs> Hold on a second. Let me get a drink here. Take your time, my friend. Folks, we're live with Doctor Philip Morris. If you're just joining us, welcome aboard. Okay. Is the sound still good there? Oh, you sounded great. Okay, okay. So, back to to Luke 13. Uh, I was talking about this woman who had that spirit of infirmity, and uh, Jesus said, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And so then they got upset with him because he was doing it on the Sabbath, you know. And so, you know, he said, you loose your ox or your donkey on the Sabbath and take it out and water it. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think about these 18 years, 
be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And so he was saying this woman who had a spirit of infirmity was a daughter of Abraham. Now, we know Abraham was a man of faith. Okay, he's the father of faith. And so we look at that. And if you look at this, this daughter of Abraham, what did she believe in? She believed, according to Abraham's faith, that there was a Messiah that was going to come. She believed in a Messiah. And Jesus was the Messiah. And so she was the closest thing to a born-again believer that we have today. I mean, nobody was a born-again believer until Jesus died on the cross and paid the sacrifice. But he said you're, she was a daughter of Abraham, so she was a woman of faith. And, uh, I mean, we look at Hebrews 11. You know, chapter 11 in Hebrews is called, you know, the Faith Hall of Fame. All those people in, in Hebrews 11 talks about their faith and all, you know, they received their dead, they raised the dead, and all the things that it talks about that they, they did because of their faith, through their faith. And none of those people were born again, but they were people of faith. And, and so those were the people, and those people who were uh, a daughter or son or daughter of Abraham were people of faith. And those are the ones that Jesus, when he went into, into Sheol, that he, those are the ones that he took up to paradise, up to heaven with him whenever he led captivity captive, Ephesians 4. And so another one here in Matthew 15, look at this one. A woman went out, and she, and Jesus went out and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region. Now, this is a Gentile woman. She cried out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. And he wouldn't say a word to her. And the disciples said, Send her away. She's crying after us. And he answered, said, No, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. So here she is. This is a Gentile woman calling Jesus the son of David. If you look back in the Old Testament, it talked about David would have a king. His throne would last forever. And this is what she's calling him, this son of David. Oh, Lord. And the Lord help me. And, and so then he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. He's calling deliverance from demonic oppression children's bread. Our, it's, that's our bread. That's ours. And he said, throw it to the little dogs. Little dogs was an expression that the Jews had for the Gentiles at the time. And so she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And so what she did right then, even though she was a Gentile woman, she realized who Jesus was, and she acknowledged Jesus as her Lord and master. And she, and she said, all I need, just a little bit, you know. And he said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire and her daughter was healed from that very hour. So we see 
when she, even though a Gentile woman, she identified Jesus as Lord and Master. She believed in him. She said, you are the son of David. So she was looking at this, and she knew who Jesus was. And so, and he said, your faith, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. It was because of faith in Jesus Christ that she got, her daughter got delivered. It was faith in in the other woman who had the spirit of infirmity that she got set free because she acknowledged him. And so she was a believer in Abraham, a daughter of Abraham. But then now, so today he has given all believers the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is what you need to understand. This is in Luke 10, folks. And he's given authority. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you have Jesus in your heart. You've got the authority over the devil and all his demons. Okay? Over all the power of the enemy. And that's all the enemy has is power. He doesn't have authority. Jesus Christ took the authority away from him when he died on the cross. He, he restored us. Amen? And so another one in Acts 8, if we look at Acts 8, uh, you know, Saul was there whenever uh, Stephen was stoned to death and, and he was watching over the clothing of the guys. And it said he made havoc of the church, entering every house, dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Now, this is the Saul who later was converted on the road to Damascus and became Paul. OK, so. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip. And because they saw the miracles he did. And unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. So Philip goes down there preaching Jesus. He's preaching Christ. He's preaching Jesus. He's, and you need to be born again. You know, repent and be baptized, every one of you, so you might receive this gift. See? And so what he's saying, he's preaching these things, and they heeded what he was saying. In other words, they took to heart and followed up on the things he was saying. And unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. And so... Uh, <clears throat> So I look at that as these people, whenever he preached Jesus to them, that they accepted Christ because they heeded the things spoken to him, to him, and they believed him, and and then demons left him. So demons coming out of believers there. Acts and go on to the ninth verse, and then there was a man named Simon there. He was a he was a a, a sorcerer. <clears throat> he practiced sorcery and astonished the people. And they claimed that he was someone great. All, they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. In other words, they believed in him. They believed him. They believed he was from God. They, you know, they was bewitched by his witchcraft and sorcery. It says in the 12th verse, But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. You know, and then Simon also believed. 
but it didn't work too well for him. But anyway, uh, so I want you to understand here in Acts, the eighth chapter, these people were believers and demons, unclean spirits came out of them. Okay. And so then we go to Mark, the 16th chapter. And he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. <clears throat> Come on, folks. This is what we have to look at. And I, I, I people to say to me, oh, no, no, we can't do that. You know, all that stuff. Stop. I said, if you don't believe you'll cast out demons, you won't cast out demons. And it all goes on to talk about laying hands on the sick and they'll recover. If you don't believe that, you lay hands on them, they ain't going to recover. You know, it, 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 the whole thing about the kingdom of God is our belief. Belief. And he said, if you believe, you can cast demons out of people. Because he said, he said uh, over in John 14, he said, if you believe the things that I do, you'll do also. So. He cast out demons. We cast out demons. We do it the same way he did. He cast out demons with a word. We speak to the demon, tell it to shut up and get out, and it leaves. You know, we don't have to beat them on the head with a Bible or beat them or anoint them all. We don't have to do any of that. We speak to the demons, bind them up, forbid them to operate, command them to leave, and they go. So that's what happened with the, the man in Mark 9 that had the, uh, his son had a mute spirit, and, uh, you know, he talked to, they went to the disciples, and they couldn't cast him out. Well, then in the 23rd verse, it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And the father of the child cried out, said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. Saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him, enter him no more. And the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, came out of him, and he became as one dead. So many said he's dead. You know, that's an interesting situation because the first first time I ever cast a demon out of a girl uh, back in 1982, in August 1982, this is what happened. She convulsed. I was holding her up because she was the demons was trying to throw her all over the place and I didn't know anything didn't even know anything about demons I was just saying Jesus 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 and all of a sudden she convulsed and fell and, and I couldn't even catch her and she landed on the ground and her eyes rolled in the back of her head and she quit breathing and I thought I killed her you know and this scripture came to mind he became as one dead hallelujah so anyway but so we see all things are possible if we believe and so then in Acts, the fourth chapter, it talked about the multitude of those in the 32nd verse, multitude of those who believed were one heart and one soul. And they, 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 they gave, they possessed land and houses and they sold them, brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, laid them at the apostles' feet. And uh, even, even uh, Barnabas was a Levite. He had land, he sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. And in the fifth chapter of Acts, we read the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Believers, okay? They were believers. 
and and they sold a possession, kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, what they did was they, they had this partial of land. They sold it. Let's just say they sold it for $10,000. And they said, okay, we'll go down and we'll tell them that we sold it for $7,000 and we'll keep 3000 back. So he comes down and he lays $7,000 down at the apostles' feet. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. He said, you know, it was yours. You had it. Why did you conceive this in your heart? And boom, he fell down dead and breathed his last. And then a little bit later, his wife comes in and uh, she agreed to the whole thing and said the whole, you know, said the same. And boom, she fell down and died. And they took them both out and buried them. But he was saying here to a believer Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, they were believers. They were part of that multitude of Acts 4. And they, he said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And so heart there is the center of your thoughts and emotions. See, that's your, that's your soul man is what it is right there. And so he was saying, there's, you know, there's a demon that has gotten into your soul man and it's caused you to lie to the Holy Spirit. And so they fell over dead. We're talking about giving no place to the devil. And here's what I want you to understand. And on, on, on April the 4th, 1977, I was an alcoholic. Uh, I was born again Christian. Uh, going to church on Sunday mornings. Uh, I was so bad, though, I was drinking vodka and grapefruit on the way to church on Sunday morning. And April 2nd, 1977, I, I had my only blood son, uh, blood child, you know, biological son. I have three uh, stepchildren, but this is my first blood son. And so, uh, well, that was on Saturday night. And, Monday, I went out celebrating with all my old buddies. Well, all my old buddies either owned bars or tended bars, and you know, and so I got drunk. I went to the hospital that night uh, to see my wife and son, and lo and behold, the pastor and about 10 people from the church were at the hospital for visitation. Oh, boy, yeah. So after everybody left at visitation, I got in the bed with my wife, and my wife's trying to get me out of the bed. You know, you got to get in, you know, get out of the bed, get out of the bed, you know. I said, no. And so the nurses said, Mr. Morris, you're going to have to get out of the bed. You can't stay in the bed. And I, I told him, I said, I paid for this bed. I'm going to use it, you know. And, and so I was, I just, I, I was stubborn there. And so finally they got security up there, and security got me out of the bed and the hospital. <laughs> And so I stopped and got a six-pack on the way, drink on the way home, going down the road, had one of them between my legs and the others on the seat of the car and driving down the road. And, and the Holy Spirit was dealing with me, dealing with me about how I'd really hurt my wife, really had hurt my wife. You know, I mean, I, I uh, 
really embarrassed her, you know, and that it wasn't right. I just didn't do things like that. And so I was really feeling bad about it. And then the Holy Spirit starts dealing with me about being drunk in front of my pastor. And man, I, and I really felt bad because, because of the rejection that I'd had in my life. You know, my mom was killed when I was eight years old. And my dad shut down all his emotions, and so basically I lost him too. And so he wasn't there for me. And then what the the the, the male principal did uh, in high school rejected me. And uh, after winning every was being tops in all my classes and everything. But anyway, I'd had a lot of male authority rejection, and so now the thought of being rejected by my pastor, who did nothing but love on me. You know, oh, it just, it really hurt me. I was really hurt. And God spoke to me in an audible voice. And he said, if you're ashamed to stand before a mortal man, what are you going to do on that final judgment day when you stand before me? And I like to wreck the car. I mean, I had stopped the car and threw out all the beer and I sobered up, boom, just like that. And I stood out beside that car, and I didn't know anything about demons or anything else. I was just, you know, born again. It wasn't, the, you know, I'd only been born again a few months, you know. And, and so <clears throat> I stood out there, and I'm pointing out there in the dark, out there on that highway, out there in the country. And I, I, I'm, I'm pointing out there, and I said, alcohol, you're not going to destroy my life. I said, my dad was an alcoholic. My brother's an alcoholic. I was an alcoholic. I said, but that's it right now, devil. I give you no place, devil. No, I said alcohol. I didn't say devil. I said, alcohol, I give you no place in my life. That's it. Over. It's done. I give you no place, alcohol. That's it. You'll not destroy my family. And Threw that beer out, went home and poured out a, a quart of whiskey. And uh, then on, and that was Monday night. Didn't drink Tuesday, didn't drink Wednesday. And, and folks, I drank every day. I drank like a case of beer a day. <clears throat> and so didn't drink. Went to the altar on Monday night. I mean, on Wednesday night at church. And I told God, I said, God, if you'll take the desire for alcohol away from me, I'll go anywhere, do anything, say anything you want. As for me and my house, we'll serve you, Lord. And that was April. Well, he set me free April 4th, 77. I haven't had a drink since. I haven't had a desire for it. And so this is, this is why I'm telling you. I stood out there, didn't even know what I was doing. But it seemed like <clears throat> just probably two weeks before that, I'd read that scripture, give no place to the devil. And that night, I stood out there on the side alongside Highway 135, South of Indianapolis, Indiana. And I stuck my finger out there in the dark, and I said, Alcohol, I give you no place in my life. And it has had no place in my life since. So I'm telling you, folks, whenever we stand up against this, and I wasn't even baptized in the Holy Ghost yet. <clears throat> so, you know, I... I I was just a brand new baby Christian and and wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost yet and didn't never even heard about demons or anything. You know, the church I was in didn't even talk about the Holy Spirit very much, you know, let alone unclean spirits. But God set me free that night and and I, I tell people that it was a combination of the fear of the Lord. I feared the Lord. 
And I made a quality decision, and I told him, I give him no place in my life. And I'm telling you, tonight, or today, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm so used to doing these programs at night. But um, today, if you will share, if you will go along with me and, and repeat the prayers I'm going, getting ready to pray here, you can get free. And I want you thinking about the things that you have done. Remember I said thoughts, words, and actions. And so there's a lot of people who really are waiting for the Holy Spirit to give them that abundant life. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came to give you life and life more abundant. And so they're, they're waiting on that, but yet they're speaking a lot of condemnation. They're thinking a lot of negative thoughts. You're giving place to the devil with all that stuff. And so... Once you're thinking about those things, think about what you've done and what you've been thinking and saying and doing. And of course, like I said, if you've got sin in your life, you're going to you're opening up the devil, the door wide open for demons. And so here's what I want you to say. I want you to just repeat after me today. okay? say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom I confess as my Lord and Savior, my Master and my King, my Healer and my Deliverer. And Lord, I come to you today, and I ask you to forgive me. I repent of giving place to the devil through my thoughts, my words, my actions. I repent of that. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I renounce every negative thought that I've had. I call to naught the word the negative words that I have spoken and repent and renounce the wrong actions that I have done where I have given place to the devil and so in the name of Jesus I forgive everyone who has hurt me done me wrong that made me or I chose to give place to the devil. There ain't nobody can make you do anything, make you mad. You choose to get mad. You choose to do the wrong thing. Yeah. So that's what I want you to understand. So say, Father, forgive me. And in the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit that I have given place to through my thoughts, words, or actions. I bind them in the name of Jesus, give them no authority in my life, and in Jesus' name, I command them to leave me now. Now. 
Take that deep breath. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Blow it out. All of it out. All those spirits that came in, all those spirits that you gave place to, you've repented. And so, therefore, they have no right to be there. They have no authority to be there. I bind them and I command them, go, 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 go out from you right now in Jesus' name. Every spirit that has gotten entrance through your word, your thoughts, words, or actions where you've given place to the devil, we give you no place right now. <clears throat> I give you no place. I command you out, out, out. Cough them out, blow them out, spit them out, whatever it is. Go, go, go. Every bit of it out in Jesus' name that they'll have no authority no authority in your life, no place in your life. I command them to go in Jesus' name right now. Out, out, out. And the Bible says where any two agree is touching any one thing, it shall be done by our Father in heaven. You come into an agreement with me that those demons have no place in you, and you command them to get out in agreement. I'm in agreeing with you. They have to go. They have to go right now. Because of the word of God. And Jesus spoke to the demons and they left. We speak to the demons and they leave. That's why we can do it thousands of miles away from one side of the earth to the other through the radio broadcast. Because we speak in the spirit realm and there's no time or space in the spirit realm. So that we speak to the demons, they hear it, they go. They go. In Jesus' name, every one of them, right out, right now, right now, out, out, out. In Jesus' name. And say, Father God, I come to you today, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead me and guide me and help me to study, to show myself acceptable unto you, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, I ask Holy Spirit to come in, fill me up with all the places where I've given place to the devils, to the demons. I now give that space and that place to the Holy Spirit to occupy in me. And in the name of Jesus, we close the doors the demons were behind, seal them with the blood of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you'll carry on to completion the good work you started in them today. And, Lord, there will be even greater, greater deliverances as they realize they have that authority and they walk in that authority, giving no place to the devil and they shall walk in that abundant life that you have come to give them, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we declare it so. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Powerful amen, teaching brother. and deliverance today. Uh, brother Morris, what shall we title this for the archive? Well, you can either title it Believer with the demon, that's what I had it. I liked it. Or you, yeah, either that or give no place, you know, one or the other. But Believer with I the just demon. wanted, to, I, I titled it Believer with the Demon because 
I wanted to, in, in fact, uh, I do another uh, radio show with Dr. June Knight. Uh, well, no, she got married, Dr. June Weir. Uh, and uh, some of the people on there had asked her, uh, because that movie came out, Out in the Name of Jesus, Right, and they didn't. They didn't believe that a, a believer could have a demon, and so this is really a uh, an answer, a reply to that question that those people had, and so I love it. Absolutely, yeah. a believer can have a demon, and a believer can be set yeah. free. Why keep the absolutely? Demon? Uh, I don't know why people make such a big deal about it that you know a Christian can't have a demon. You can have anything you open the door to. Yeah, that's uh, right. But why hang on to it? No big deal to say you got you need help. The problem is, is when you refuse help or you deny the existence of demons in the lives of a Christian, and then you just stay bound. That's the only shame is yeah. people aren't getting freedom. They yeah, could be getting it. Uh, excellent yeah. word tonight. Uh, uh, Dr. Philip Morris is our special guest tonight. Tell us again about your church and any announcements that you would like to make. Okay. Well, uh, we're Restoration Church in Highlands, Texas, just on the east side of Houston, Texas. And uh, our, it's rchighlands.com. RC for Restoration Church, highlands.com. Highlands is H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D-S rchighlands.com that's our church webpage and we're getting ready to redesign that whole webpage uh, and so then but my personal webpage is drphilipmorse.org it's dr and philip is spelt with two l's drphilipmorse.org and on that one on my page is where you can get all my materials, uh, all books, CDs, everything. You get all that. Uh, and so uh, there's just all kinds of stuff on that to buy. You can purchase that over that on the webpage. Uh, then, uh, of course, if you want to call the church, it's area code 281-843-4000. And so... We have church service at 10.30 on Sunday mornings. Uh, and, of course, we have nursery and children's church. And uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, then the third Friday of every month, we have a deliverance service at 7 o'clock on the third Friday of the month. And so uh, we, I also, on the second Friday of the month, I go to our Fellowship Christian Church on the west side of Houston and I do a deliverance service over there for them. Uh, that's Pastor Howard Jackson, and uh, and he, in fact, he's the pastor in one of my books that I wrote. That uh, talking about Walt, uh, a different name, a different personality, a demonic personality, an illegal soul in him, and he got set free of that, and. Now he's a pastor in a church. So praise God for that. But anyway, I go over there on the second Friday. We have deliverance here in our church the third Friday. And uh, then and then we go on drphilipmorse.org. There's a uh, 
there's an email address on there. It's called info at drphilipmorse.org. And you can email me there, and it'll go directly to my computer. And so several ways of getting a hold of us. And, and uh, you know, we do, we do personal deliverances uh, with people. And, and like I said earlier at the beginning of the broadcast, you know, one guy came down from another state. And I've had several people come down, you know, from several places in the United States. And uh, I've even done some deliverances over uh, Zoom. And uh, But if you want to do a personal deliverance, you go on drphilipmorse.org and go where you purchase uh, materials. And on the bottom of the first page, it's called a deliverance teaching. And it's five CDs and, a, and the questionnaire. And so that you you buy that you listen to the CDs first and then you fill out the questionnaire you can you can order it and we'll ship it to you or you can download both of them but you have to download on a on a computer it's too much for your phone and so but then you fill out the questionnaire and mail it in to us or email it back to us one or the other and we'll schedule an appointment and we can do it on Zoom we can do it personally, you know, uh, and so we've done them, uh, Australia, Germany, California, Florida, you know, from one end of the United States, the other and around the world. And so, uh, it's just, you know, we we seem to be getting a lot of it. I'm not going to be doing anything until after the first of the year. Uh, we're getting ready to take off, uh, actually, uh, we're supposed to be leaving today <laughs> after this program and be gone for over in San Antonio for holidays. But then we're going to Mexico and, and then uh, in December, we don't do a whole lot. We'll have our deliverance service on the third Friday and all of our church services, but, but uh, not a whole lot of personal. We, we could take December to kind of rest a little bit. I felt like the Lord called us. We just this past Sunday, I called a fast. And so we're fasting until the end of the year, a different person each day fasting in the church <clears throat> and and just, you know, getting ready for the next year. And I believe there's a lot of things that's coming down, a lot of things that's happening. <coughs> of course, you know, I mean, with everything that's happening in, in Israel right now, uh, there's a lot, a lot of things looking, and, and we look at things, and and it looks very exciting for end times. Yes, it does. And so, yeah. Did you read where that Christian organization in in Palestine and Gaza Strip, uh, they was ministering to over two hundred and mostly fathers who had lost their whole families and everything they had uh, in the war and they was ministering to them and of course feeding them and, and doing that and but reading the Bible to them and that night there was over 200 of them that Jesus appeared to them in dreams Wow! in their dreams and the next day they came back and they wanted to know 
how to follow Jesus. They wanted to know more about how they could follow Jesus because they had peace with Jesus. Well, praise God for that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Before, when this first broke out, I told our church, I said, folks, we need to be praying for all the people in Gaza Strip, the Palestinians. We need to be praying for them because there's going to be a lot of them that don't know Jesus, and they're going to die. And so we need to be praying that the Lord would be bringing in and would call in some people from there. And I said, as well as praying for the Israelites, you know. And so we started praying for the Palestinians and the, and the Israels, you know. And uh, and now we hear this over 200 men come to Jesus, you know. <laughs> I love it. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is really so, that is really cool. Um, yeah. Hey, I would love to have you back on in January, and um, want to know also when you get back, maybe you can make an introduction for me to Howard Jackson and um, I think you mentioned Sister Knight. Um, yeah, always looking for some new speakers to add, and so um, next time you talk to them, you may mention us, and if they'd like to come on here, it'd be be an honor. Anybody who okay, uh, you can send their way. We appreciate it. Yeah, okay, I will. I appreciate you uh, you know, calling me, and we finally got together. I mean, we tried there for two or three months, you know, and we kept dropping the ball. But, uh, well, I'm not going to lose yeah, you this we'll, time. We got we'll you get back, back on. on here, get a little bit more, little bit more uh, regular schedule next year. That would be fantastic. My friend, God, Richard, bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great uh, rest and trip, and uh, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. <clears throat> Father, I, I thank you for all the people who listen and will hear this, even when it goes in the archives. And, Lord, I thank you for the people who will get set free listening to it. And I give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, because Holy Spirit is your ministry. I'm your vessel. And so uh, I'll ask, Father God, for your blessings to come upon Omega Man Radio and Shannon and his family. And uh, I just ask you to keep them safe and protect them. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, uh, we just speak blessings over everyone who hears this radio program. And uh, just uh, open up the doors for Shannon to be able to reach many, many, many people. And that the blessings will continue to flow and deliverances. And people will be would know the truth. And the truth will set them free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I touch and agree. We love and appreciate you, my friend. Give a regard to Sister Morris, and we'll talk to you again first of the year. Okay. Well, love on them little kiddies those years over there. I see pictures of Uh, you every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) You guys look like you're having fun over there. Yes, sir. Jemima (laughs) just turned uh, two years old just yesterday. Two years old. Today, excuse me. Today's the 21st. Yes, sir. They're beautiful. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. God bless you, my friend. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, Coming up next, Dr. Sabrina Sessions. And as we speak, I wanted to tell you that um, I have started to build a catalog of all our shows, all 10,600. I'm about halfway done. I just started on it today. And uh, I'm going through right now and cleaning it up. It's still going to be raw. We don't have titles on most of the things, but you'll have an episode number, uh, and you'll have a, a speaker 
and, and many of them, of course, have dates attached. So this is my wrong list, and I'm going to publish it as a PDF on my website, probably be up there tomorrow. So if you'd like to do a, just a search and see uh, the different programs that we've had over the last 13 seasons, um, you'd like to search on a particular guest name, you'll be able to do that. My goodness, this list is massive. 10,600 shows. I give the Lord Jesus the praise, and we just add another one to it. Okay, uh, we have live programs every day, Monday through Friday. We're going to go to a new schedule after the holidays, uh, beginning in January. We'll be on a new schedule. That schedule is already posted on my website, in terms of the times. Uh, Don't forget, download Podbean app, MixLR app. Follow both of our shows. You can get all the uh, audios that we're posting for Season 13 going forward that way. You'll be alerted when we do new shows. And sign up for our Substack page. That's my email list. All that's on my website. If you'd like to stay in touch with me and follow us, because um, I'm pr- primarily just using the website and those three vehicles I just mentioned. We're not on any major social media anymore. We're bringing it all in-house and running it through uh, our own system now, censorship-free. So praise the Lord for that. Okay, OmegaManRadio.com if you forget anything else. Let's save this. We'll be right back. Sabrina Sessions coming up next. 